Welcome to EnviroPod, a chance to catch up with all the good things your Department of Public Works and Environmental Services does to maintain and improve the environment in Fairfax County. I'm your host, Bob DeMarco, and on this edition of the podcast, I'm speaking with Rushali Oak, Engineer 5, Building Design and Construction Division, Capital Facilities, DPWES. <laughs> Rushali, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure. So we have you here today to talk about green buildings. And that's something I'm sure most of us have heard about and have some vague notion uh, as to what a green building is. But, well, since I have you here, what is a green building? So, you know, there are lots of definitions out there with regards to green buildings. Uh, but, but in general, what a green building means is that it is an approach uh, to design, uh, construction, and operations of a building such that it, it uh, conserves our resources and also protects our uh, human health. Uh, so green buildings uh, typically use less energy. Um, they utilize less resources, natural resources, such as forest products and water. Um, and at the same time, they also emit uh, less pollutants into the environment. Well, what goes into the planning of uh, such a building? Is this, uh, is this something that's always been considered when making a building? So with the recent um, climate change and global awareness, um, green building practices have been, um, in the building design and construction industry, uh, have been looked into for several years, for several decades now. Um, and yes, there are certain aspects of the buildings um, and their elements uh, that go into the design of the building uh, that is specific to uh, conserving our natural resources, like I said earlier. Um, and also mitigating some of the impacts of our built environment, uh, of our built uh, structures in, towards the environment. Uh, so assuming that in the future, down the road, um, Fairfax County and other um, um, municipalities start building more and more green buildings, what is the ultimate goal of uh, these kind of, uh, this style of architecture? Uh, so... Uh, I would say that it is not quite a style of architecture, but it is really incorporating certain strategies into our architecture uh, that would speak to mitigating, um, you know, impacts of that building uh, on the environment and uh, in, onto the communities as well that live within that environment. Um, uh, in terms of the overarching goals, really, uh, we are all seeing climate change, global warming, um, and it is the most responsible thing to do um, as municipalities also look into our own capital projects um, to uh, mitigate our impacts of our built environment and also in general reduce our carbon footprint. Okay. Well, before we move more into the county in particular and county policy, that kind of thing, um, what are the types? I want to back up a little bit. We understand, you know, when we look at a car or a bus or an airplane, how much pollution it makes. We can see it in real time. It seems a little more abstract with a building. What are all the kind of uh, impacts and effects just a simple building can have uh, environmentally? Sure. So as you're developing a site to place a building on it, you're basically disturbing the natural habitat that currently exists on that site, assuming that the site was, let's say, um, open, that it has not already been uh, developed. Um, so that is one thing. Uh, the other thing is uh, the biggest component is really the energy uh, use that the building has. Um, there are certain aspects to the building, such as your HVAC systems, your lighting systems to keep the building running. Um, 
There's also indoor environment of the building in which you have several materials that go within your building that could affect uh, you know, the occupants within the building. So there are all of these aspects and elements to a building where it could generate more energy uh, that eventually costs us uh, in terms of you know, greenhouse gas emissions. Okay. Well, Fairfax County is known as a pretty progressive uh, uh, county, and by that I mean just we're always looking ahead at ways to improve uh, what we've already done. Uh, that seems to be a trend here. Um, so I'm I'm presuming that Fairfax County has already built green buildings, and that it's created a policy around this. What is the Fairfax County green building policy? So the current county's uh, policy um, really resides in the uh, operational energy strategy that the Board of Supervisors uh, recently approved or adopted. Um, that was earlier this summer. Um, and that current policy basically requires that um, new construction uh, additions and major renovation projects uh, are designed and built to net zero energy standards. Uh, that they achieve, that they should achieve uh, lead goal certification and um, also provide for 50% energy performance improvement. So there are lots of words in here and lots of uh, things in here that I can explain um, and get into uh, a little bit more. But I kind of wanted to go back and say that um, this is our current policy and it was recently adopted by the board. Uh, but the board has always had a policy. The first policy was um, put together in 2008. Um, and that required that all our uh, new construction uh, additions and major renovations should be able to achieve LEED Silver uh, certification. Uh, since 2008, really, the LEED program, and I'll go into this a little bit more too, um, has um, uh, increased their requirements for uh, addressing energy use and energy performance. Um, and so over the years, as uh, LEED has kept up and uh, improved and pursued certain uh, categories more aggressively, uh, in order to align ourselves with those goals, the board also adopted a revised policy last year, which uh, included um, incremental um, energy performance improvement as well as reduction of greenhouse gas emissions. So that was another policy that was updated uh, back in 2000, uh, back in 2020 since the 2008 policy. And then this year, uh, the board actually um, adopted the operational energy strategy, which is even more aggressive mm -hmm. uh, since the last strategy that was adopted last year. And that requires us to basically um, achieve net zero energy standards. Okay, that's something I wanted to ask you. What does that mean, net zero energy standards? It sounds drastic. Yeah. So net zero energy really means the amount of energy that the building utilizes over a year is offset by an amount of renewable energy generation on-site or off-site. What that means is you're actually generating uh, a certain amount of energy that your building actually utilizes. So essentially it becomes net zero. So is that uh, in the form of wind energy, solar, or are you burning stuff to, how does that work? Um, so it could, yes, you're right on track. Uh, it could either be a solar photovoltaic system. Um, you know, certainly solar panels can generate um, electricity. And then it could also be wind power. Uh, while we have not yet divulged into wind power, um, we have definitely looked into the solar panel aspect of it. Yeah, it seems like the county has a pretty robust uh, um, view on solar and uh, not not just for its own buildings, but for 
residential structures and such. So does this uh, new policy, does this also affect residential structures? If I build a, an addition onto the back of my house, is this something that, I, that I'm going to have to be considering? So while uh, the current policy is only for capital projects, um, so the county's policy is for county buildings and county projects, public buildings, public facilities. Um, however, um, uh, I, I know that the county is working towards a plan um, where all communities are also involved um, in, in this uh, type of measure. And I know that there is further um, information that potentially the um, Office of Environmental and Energy Coordination is working towards. Um, so that is something that will be coming up in the future. Okay. Yeah, it, it makes sense because we have a lot of houses in this county, and uh, they all consume and produce a lot of uh, energy and waste. So it seems like that that is a good thing to have on you know, in the offing. Absolutely. And also, um, you know, with us being the leader um, for the county uh, to be able to work towards this type of a target or goal, it also encourages our residents and our community to also potentially do the same thing or follow us, um, which is why we would like to be in the forefront. Leading by example. Exactly. Uh, speaking of LEED, what does LEED stand for and what exactly is LEED certification? We've all heard of it. Sure. So LEED stands for, um, so it's L-E-E-D, and it stands for Leadership in Energy and Environmental Design. Um, uh, LEED certification really is a program that uh, the United States Green Building Council has put together, um, and projects who like to pursue, who would like to pursue LEED certification, have to uh, go through a rigorous um, um, rating process that the USGBC reviews, uh, and it is mainly for uh, strategies that you incorporate within your uh, buildings across several categories um, that lead that the LEED program has. And based on the number of points you earn, you could uh, your project could um, achieve one of the four levels of LEED certification. Um, so for a building, for a project, um, if you achieve about 40 to 49 points, uh, you are LEED certified. That's the basic level. Um, if you achieve, if your project achieves uh, about 50 to 59 points, you are at LEED Silver certification level. If you are able to achieve 60 to 79 points, then you are achieving LEED Gold certification. And then, um, uh, if you are able to earn points uh, 80 and above, then you are uh, at a platinum level. So those are the LEED certification levels for projects. Is that the only way the county tracks this kind of um, uh, the green building and, and how uh, qualified it is to be? So LEED is a globally recognized program, um, especially for vertical building structures. So when I what I mean by that is predominantly for buildings, LEED is a, a good um, rating system that is recognized um, around the globe, um, has been, um, you know, has has been there for a very long time, for decades now, um, and has also evolved over time. Uh, so LEED is a good tra tracking system. The reason why we are tracking our vertical building projects through the LEED program is because it provides for a uh, holistic approach towards sustainability. Um, I talked about energy uh, earlier. Um, LEED is a program that uh, provides for benefits not only in the energy category, but there are several other categories, such as um, it talks about water use and efficiency, uh, talks about waste um, and recycling, um, also talks towards uh, materials and resources. Um, 
and then also indoor air quality. So there are several other categories uh, within LEED that don't just uh, apply towards energy, so it is more of a holistic approach, and in general it benefits um, the operations um, and maintenance of the building as well as um, you know, uh, uh, provides for increased occupant comfort within the, within the building as well. Uh, you, <clears throat> you mentioned uh, everything you mentioned makes sense to me. The one that um, makes me uh, uh, curious is the indoor air quality. Um, how does how does that affect the environment, or, or is that just more about affecting the people working within the building? So indoor air quality predominantly means the environment that you have for the building occupants, um, and, and what that means is um, again. You know, all our buildings have an HVAC system, that is heating, ventilation, air conditioning systems um, uh, that are operated here. We also have windows, so there are certain times when we have daylight, certain times when we don't. Um, so really incorporating strategies in there you know, in which you could perhaps have additional filtration uh, in, within your systems to provide for that fresh air. Uh, we might look into natural ventilation options um, in, into our buildings as well, um, and also providing more natural light to the building occupants. Um, uh, there are other uh, ways in which uh, we can also improve our indoor air quality is specifying materials um, that have a low uh, volatile organic compound content. What that means is basically less off-gassing. So specifying materials such as paints and sealants and, and caulks that um, really do not off-gas as much. Um, so all of those factors kind of come into the indoor environmental quality and really means um, you know, a more healthy environment for the occupants. Could one example be, um, I know, People like to use bamboo uh, for decorative purposes instead of wood. Is that the kind of thing, um, you know, in terms of materials, is that something we might see? Absolutely. So um, in our a lot of our projects, what we specify materials that are rapidly renewable, such as bamboo. So, you know, bamboo flooring, perhaps, or certain wall coverings that might be, um, you know, m might utilize bamboo um, is one definitely a good example. Um, so that does come into, into the materials category. So again, trying to use um, fewer natural resources uh, or trying to make sure that we recycle any resources that we use so that we are getting the maximum out of it. Um, yes, so absolutely, you're right on track there. Some big news in the county recently was uh, that the Board of Supervisors adopted and updated their operational energy strategy. And uh, the part that uh, is really ambitious is that they want to achieve, the board would like the county to achieve uh, energy carbon neutrality by 2040. Seems like a, you know, it's not that far away. Exactly. <laughs> we, we, we seem to forget we're living in the future already. Uh, how does the capital facilities um, how does capital facilities support this goal? So uh, that is definitely an aggressive goal, but some, but one goal that we definitely do embrace. So we understand that the Board of Supervisors adopted this policy mainly to address our carbon footprint and reduce our greenhouse gas emissions in general. Um, uh, the way capital facilities is going into this is even before this policy was adopted by the board, um, the capital facilities team had identified pilot projects for net zero energy uh, for achieving that, that, and a couple of those projects are currently in design. So we are incorporating uh, several strategies. 
the the main goal being that we want to be net zero energy or net carbon neutral by 2040. Um, and our policy currently states, um, as I mentioned earlier, that all our projects that are going to go into design and construction now are supposed to meet those net zero energy standards. So um, in order to really get to that aggressive goal, what we have tried to do is incorporate uh, measures into our buildings, um, and I'll enumerate them in a little bit, uh, that first reduces our uh, uh, our need for energy. So some ways in, in some ways in which we can do that is looking at our building envelope. When I say building envelope, it means the walls, the exterior walls and the roof of the building and making that into a high performing uh, building envelope. So uh, increasing our circulation that lives within the wall cavities and, and you know changing it to uh, a type of insulation uh, that resists uh, the transmission of heat. Um, looking into high-performing glass um, that has lower so solar heat gain, um, looking into um, additional uh, options where we can look uh, at alternative HVAC systems that are even higher, uh, even more efficient. Uh, we are looking into geothermal systems, for example, um, for heating and cooling. So you're basically using, utilizing the Earth's energy and the Earth's um, heat for, for transferring of heat and, uh, and cold. Um, so we are looking into some of those. Uh, we are also evaluating, um, uh, you know, in addition to having all LED lighting, which is a way more efficient lighting uh, type, um, in addition to that, also looking into dimming controls, um, looking into occupancy and daylight sensors, uh, also bringing in natural light more. Uh, there's a product called Solar Tube, which we have successfully utilized um, on a couple of our projects. Essentially, it, it almost looks like a light, but it is bringing in natural light directly from the sun. Uh, so incorporating some of these features into our buildings um, uh, that in general reduce our, uh, our, our energy use. And once we have done that, then uh, really offsetting that energy by renewable energy generation on site. So what that means is then we are also incorporating solar panels um, into our projects. Um, so at this point, uh, Capital Facilities has um, uh, several projects that are under construction and are also uh, in design where we are incorporating uh, infrastructure for solar uh, panels. Um, what that means is, again, we are uh, providing space uh, on the rooftop such that a solar panel array could, uh, could be installed there. We are also incorporating um, conduits into the building design, uh, space in the electrical room for any electrical panels and disconnect switches for the future solar panel system. So all of these uh, things are what we are trying to uh, get into on our capital projects right now to be able to achieve that net zero energy goal. Uh, I've, I found um, the public safety headquarters building, uh, the new building uh, went up a couple of years ago, pretty impressive. I got a tour of it and they had a lot of different uh, green um, features that I had never seen before. Uh, chief among them right now, uh, in my mind, is the um, the rooftops with grass that mm -hmm. capture water. Can you mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about that? Sure. Green roofs is actually one of the uh, one of the very oldest uh, that I can imagine. Uh, you know, features that we have put in uh, our capital facilities. Um, green roofs are things that we always explore. Uh, it's not always possible, but it, essentially what it does is you are utilizing the roof of your building to capture rainwater, and then uh, it slowly percolates through that system, through your green roof system, and then goes into your stormwater uh, drainage. So it's essentially um, 
filtering uh, the water. Um, it's also being utilized for, for the plants that are living there on, on top of your roof. And at the same time, it's also addressing the high quality of stormwater uh, that suddenly is going to get into your stormwater system. So it's a, a way of managing your stormwater, essentially. And that's a, such a huge area of concern in the county. I've worked here for 10 years or so, and uh, I feel like if I had to choose, uh, you know, uh, one issue that keeps popping up over and over and over, it's stormwater just because of all the um, all of the uh, hard surfaces in construction. So it's interesting to hear different ways not only we can funnel off the water and save it from flooding us out, but also use it you know, in the in the meantime. Yep. So at LEED is a certification for buildings. We know that we can certify buildings as green, but what about project managers? What about the people who go in uh, to the planning of this in this sort of new field? So LEED program um, does offer, or the USGBC basically does offer LEED certification and accreditation for professionals. Um, you know, people who are seeking that credential um, have to take an exam and have to pass that exam. Um, and then um, you essentially get a LEED AP uh, title against your, or a credential against your name. Um, and what that means is that that person is proficient in um, in the current sustainability, uh, you know, design um construction and operations um, in the current industry. And I would imagine, like like many professions, that requires a lot of upkeep, a lot of uh, uh, continuing education, because uh, with this sort of technology, things are always changing. This is something that motivates people. They want there to be a world for their children. Absolutely. And so they've got the fire uh, in their belly to make this work. Where can listeners find out more about uh, the county's uh, green building policy and strategy and lead certification and all of this kind of stuff? Uh, so to start off on the on the green building policy and the operational energy strategy, uh, the best place to go would be the web page of the Office of Environmental and Energy um, Coordination. Um, so they have a whole uh, list of items in there. Again, they talk about uh, that web page talks about the green building aspect, um, and so our current uh, policy does live there. Um, the uh, in terms of uh, finding information about lead certification, uh, it's really going to www.usgbc.org for the lead certifications. There's a you know several web pages in there um, that talk about certifications not only for your project but also if you want to um, you know earn that credential. Um, I wanted to also mention to you that. Uh, for, for our building projects, we are tracking in LEED, uh, but there are other infrastructure projects too, which are what I call horizontal projects, like you know your stormwater management system, you have your wastewater management system. And we have tracked projects beyond LEED. Um, so while LEED is not the right program for infrastructure projects, we are uh, tracking some of these projects through an Envision program. So Envision is a similar tracking system for infrastructure projects. And I believe that we have achieved success uh, in that as well. Uh, the Noman Coal uh, Pollution Control Plant is one where we've achieved lead, uh, I'm sorry, Envision Gold certification. And another recent one is uh, Envision Bronze that we achieved for the um, Huntington Levy project. Um, and a third program that we have also recently uh, found that we could track um, is a parking garage. One of our parking garages, we are trying to track it through ParkSmart. Um, so that's a third program that we are also looking into. 
Great. Well, as a uh, resident and taxpayer in Fairfax County, um, this is one of the reasons I love this podcast is I is I keep finding out how how my tax dollars are being spent in in really valuable ways. And you know, the word sustainability gets thrown around a lot, uh, but really, that's what this is all about: making sure that we can keep going. That's all sustainability means. It you know it might be a catchphrase, but it really means something. And um, well, thank you for the work you do in this area. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. My pleasure, Rushali Oak. Engineer 5 with the Building and Design Construction Division. It's, a, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you. And thank you for listening to EnviroPod. If you want to get more information on the Fairfax County Department of Public Works and Environmental Services and all of the great things that it does, go to fairfaxcounty.gov publicworks or call 703-324-5033. Weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Thanks again for joining us on EnviroPod, which is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.